0: Three things you can do to save on taxes. Plus, Rich and Regular's Julian Saunders is back as our guest co-host, and we're going to reveal the results of our latest Money Friends poll. That and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City,
1: Hey, and good morning. I'm Julian Saunders, one half of Rich and Regular, blogger, entrepreneur, content creator, coming to you live from my living room in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape like Julian Saunders of Rich and Regular. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. This episode of Money with Friends is sponsored by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for a free trial and 20% off your first year. And of course, you would be supporting the show, which we love. And thank you, Julian, for being here and supporting our show. It's wonderful to have you as part of our team.
1: Thank you. It's been so fun doing this. And, um, you know, it's always great. I think you bring sunlight into uh, into my life because every time oh. we talk, it's like it's like sunny uh, out. So I really appreciate that.
0: So Julian is, of course, referencing the weather in Atlanta mm-hmm. where he is, where it's been very sort of yucky out. And now the yeah. sun finally came out this morning, which always I don't know, there's something about the weather that really affects our mood. and I'm not sure why that is so intense sometimes, but it does.
1: I'm not a doctor, but I completely agree with that statement.
0: (laughs) And uh, tell us what's going on at Rich and Regular. What projects are you working on? Now, um, your other half uh, is full-time. Yeah, she's full
1: time. Um, she she's she still has actually like one toe uh, dipped in the corporate pool right now before she makes her full transition. Um, but we're really excited. We're going to be speaking at the Economy Conference, which is all about helping people understand and jump on board with the financial independence movement. So that's going to be at the University of Cincinnati on Saturday, March seventh. I'll be speaking there. There's a long uh, and really really great list of other speakers, uh, and so we're really excited to be a part of
0: it. Very cool. And to connect to any of Julian and Rich and Regular stuff, you can go to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com, and you'll see his picture there, his bio. Click right through; It'll bring you right to everything Julian and Rich and Regular. In the meantime, let's see which one of our friends is going to bring us into the headline. This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money, let's do this. Let's
1: jump in. All right. So it is Kaylee Hagan. She writes for The Motley Fool. Uh, And the headline is it pays to know the shortcuts. Do these three things if you want a larger tax refund. No one enjoys doing their taxes, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel for most people. A tax refund. After you fill out all of your paperwork, the government will send you a check. Of course, in a perfect world, no one would get tax refunds because the government would withhold only as much as it needed to every year, so it wouldn't owe anybody, and you could have more money to spend each month. Still, who doesn't like getting a check in the mail? You probably don't want to spend more time on your taxes than you have to, but it pays to understand some of the important factors that influence your tax bill because they also affect the size of your refund. Here are three steps you can take right now to increase your tax refund. Number one. Choose the right tax filing status. Your tax filing status determines what your standard deduction is, and it plays a part in deciding your tax bracket. Single adults without dependents may claim only the single status. Unmarried people paying at least half the cost of supporting dependents may often file as head of household. That gives them a higher standard deduction and allows them to earn more income than single filers before moving up to the next tax bracket. Married couples can either file jointly or separately. Filing jointly makes sense for most couples, but those who think their partner may be hiding income, yikes, may want to file separately. So they aren't held responsible for any errors in their tax return.
0: (laughs) That's a zinger.
1: (laughs) I know. Those hoping to claim a deduction for a large medical expense may also want to file separately separately. You may deduct medical expenses that are more than 10% of your adjusted gross income for the year. But this is more difficult to do if you have to count your spouse's income as well. By filing separately, you can deduct any expenses that are more than 10% of your own AGI. Filing separately prohibits you from the claiming from claiming certain tax credits and deductions. So think carefully before choosing this status. An adult whose spouse has died recently and who's supporting children at home may, quali- may claim qualifying widower status for two years after the spouse's death. This status gives widowers the higher standard of deduction and more favorable tax brackets of married couples who file jointly, even though their spouse is now deceased. You can still file as married filing jointly in the year your spouse dies and then claim qualifying widower status for the next two years. That's a lot, but that's really, really cool. Number two, stash away money in your retirement accounts and your health savings account. If you have a little spare cash, consider putting it in an IRA or an HSA. If you're eligible for them before you file your taxes, contributions to traditional IRAs and HSAs reduce your taxable income for the year. So you owe income tax on less money. Depending on your income and tax filing status, these contributions could even move you into a lower tax bracket. So you lose a smaller percentage of your income to the government. Contributions to tax-deferred 401ks are also tax-deductible, but you cannot make any more contributions for the 2019 tax year now that it's 2020. You can write off 401k contributions you made in 2019, though. Roth 401k and Roth IRA contributions will not give you a tax break this year, so avoid these accounts if you want a tax break today. You pay taxes on your contributions to these accounts so that you don't owe taxes on your distributions in retirement.
0: Wait, let's just, make pause there. So, let's just pause there. So I want to just explain to people, you're going to pay taxes either going in or going out. So if you do a regular IRA, those the non-Roth, you're not paying taxes now, but you will pay later. And you're betting that you're going to have a lower rate later. If you're doing the Roth, you're paying now and you're betting that you're going to have a higher rate later and the money will grow and you'll never pay taxes on it again if it's in a Roth vehicle, if you follow all the rules appropriately. Okay, let's go on. All right.
1: Uh, last couple points here. You may contribute up to $6,000 a year to an IRA or $7,000 if you're 50 or older. You can still make contributions for 2019 as long as you do so before April 15th, the tax deadline, and specify that you want the contribution applied to the 2019 tax year. You must have a high deductible health insurance plan in order to open an HSA. This is defined as one with a deductible of $1,400 or more for an individual or $2,800 or more for a family. But if you qualify, then you can still contribute up to $3,500 to an HSA for 2019 if you have self-only coverage. And those with family coverage may contribute up to $7,000. Just be sure to do so before the tax deadline, and specify that the contribution is for 2019.
0: Right. So HSAs, I just want to explain a little bit more. That money, in theory, is used to pay all that you are stuck with paying out of pocket if you have a really high deductible health plan. But the truth is, if you either don't need it to pay copays or deductibles, et cetera, for uh, your medical expenses that year, or you choose to pay for those things with just money that's not in the HSA, which you can do, That money can effectively be used as a retirement account that is triple tax free. It doesn't get taxed at any point. So it's a great thing if you can afford to do that. If you're not using the money in the HSA for medical expenses, it stays with you for life. So HSAs are a really exciting new thing, relatively new thing for people. Here, let's get to the third one. The third thing is to claim all other tax deductions and credits you qualify for. A lot of people just do the standard deduction, but if you're not doing that, and you, may, you, know, you really should look through all these possible deductions and see because you may think you only get the standard deduction, but the truth is, if you go through all these things, you may find it is worth itemizing. Retirement accounts and HSA contributions aren't the only ways to save on your taxes. There are many more tax deductions and credits you can claim if you meet the criteria. Tax deductions reduce your taxable income for the year, that is, the amount of money you owe income tax on, while tax credits are a dollar-for-dollar dollar reduction In your tax bill, there are too many tax deductions and credits to list them all here, but some of the most popular popular of them are self-employment expenses, including home office deductions and business supplies, large medical expenses exceeding 10% of your adjusted gross income, which is your income minus certain tax deductions. That gets complicated. The earned income tax credit for low and middle income Americans, the savers tax credit for low income Americans saving for retirement, the child tax credit for parents caring for minor children, charitable contributions for qualifying tax exempt organizations, mortgage points. Don't forget about that. And student loan interest deduction. There are income qualifications though on a lot of these. So you need to look those up. My favorite resource, irs.gov, all the information's there. And it's a really readable website.
1: Oh, I agree. You know, it's funny. It doesn't get the credit that it deserves. And, and I guess that's just like the reputation of the IRS being this agency that takes our money. But they actually do have like tons of really great resources. This might go to whenever I want the truth without any of the other fluff.
0: Yeah. So what is your your take on this? You said you, you learned a lot from this article.
1: I did. So it, it's interesting because um, I, I went through a period where I did my taxes by myself every year. Um, I won't give that you know, platform, uh, any pub, but I'm sure you know it. Um, And it was great. So easy to do and it saved me time. And actually it was a a badge of honor. I just did my own taxes. But as things got a little bit more complicated and we got into real estate and there was self-employment and all those other things, I decided to say, you know what? My time is better spent. And so we paid somebody to do it. Um, over the last couple of years, and we're probably going to do that again this year. Um, but I was so um, happy to see that note about uh, widowers. And again, it mm-hmm. speaks to how naive I am, I, I suppose, because you know these aren't things that you think about until it happens. But I had absolutely no idea, and I'm really glad to know that there's that tax benefit there for people who've just lost uh, a spouse, so that they're there and they can continue to claim that credit for a few more years. I was really excited to learn that.
0: Yeah, it's important to give people a break. There's also people come down differently on whether it's better to get a refund or to owe just a little money. Nobody wants to owe a ton of money. But when you get a refund, you are effectively you've given the government an interest free loan on the money that they're giving back to you. On the other hand, people really like it as a forced savings. What's your take on that?
1: Um, you know, I, I, I think it's applicable either way there, to your point, there are some people who love getting that big check. I think you can do that to a point where you're actually still losing out. Right. And so if you're getting such a big check and you're, you're, you're struggling throughout the year, living paycheck to paycheck, that to me is a big red flag that you probably need to tweak your withholding so that you can just have a little bit more income throughout the year. But I, you know, I, I don't come down on people that get refunds, Um, I think, you know, to to each his own. For us, we end up owing every single year. We prefer that. Um, But, you know, to each his own. What about you?
0: We always end up owing somehow. I think, look, the ideal is to owe a penny. That's the perfect world, right? That right. never seems to happen to us, I think, especially the past year year and then this year, you know the tax situation changed so much that it's been really hard to estimate what you're going to owe, and then also because I started my own business a couple of years ago, that also made it a little bit less predictable because my income stream is very unpredictable, so it's tougher for tax planning, and I would rather not give the government an interest free loan um Even better would be to not write a check also, but that's what it is. We do tape this in front of a live uh, Facebook Live audience, and we have a bunch of our friends here with us. We have Sarah here with us, Jim, Kimberly, Greg, Ashley, and um, we have Sarah chiming in with a comment. Um, You want to get that? Can you see that, Julian?
1: Oh, Sarah. (laughs) I know Sarah. Uh, good morning. I'm hoping slash guessing my CPA considered these things for me. I hope so too, Sarah, for his sake, because Sarah is uh, is a tough cookie. And so <laughs> I would hate to get a nasty gram from her. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, but again, that's what you pay them for, right? I mean, unless you really just love this sort of content and you want to keep up with all those things and you enjoy reading IRS.gov, you know, for entertainment purposes, I don't think most people do. That's what you pay your CPA for. And, and I think to your point, Bobby, Especially when you are self-employed, it complicates things. You know, like you never really know what your income is going to be. Um, but there obviously are some benefits to that as well. And so, this value in taking that brain power and even that little bit of margin and holding on to it, so that you can invest it in your business or do what you want, and then you figure it out a couple times a year, or hopefully just. One yeah. fail soup, and you can cut yeah. that check.
0: Well, and depending on what's going on, you may have to pay quarterly taxes. So don't forget about right. that. Um, right. We did ask our Instagram audience, which everyone should please follow us at Money Friends Pod. Are you expecting a tax refund or will you owe money? Where do you think our audience came down? The answers were money coming my way or I will owe with a very sad face.
1: I am willing to bet most people are getting a refund.
0: You are correct. Where do you think it came down in terms of percentages?
1: 70% are getting a refund.
0: Very close, 62%, but I'll give that yeah. to you. Um and then we did have a couple quick answers um as to their thoughts on this. Do you want to read a couple of them?
1: Let's do it. Uh Jay Axter says withhold zero, okay?
0: Not sure that's the best advice.
1: It, yeah, I mean, you know, that that can create some issues here. Yeah. Vincent says I set my withholding way high and put what I would have paid into a savings account earning interest. Okay, that works for yeah. you. There's uh, <laughs> a funny one in there. I'm not going to read that one. Um, another one says pay them. Okay. And L. Wiant says, I'm a freelancer. So track everything. Learn about tax law as much as possible.
0: I think that's good advice. Very good Absolutely. advice. Um, what would your advice be to people?
1: Um, you know, it is um it depends on where they are, right? I am also because given my own journey, I've gone through the the process of doing it on my own. I think there are a lot of people that actually could afford to just do their own taxes. You know what I mean? Because it's not that complicated. Um but I think they're they are so intimidated by the idea and the language that they just pay someone to do it and they don't have to worry about it. So I hope that if you are on the edge this year, your big, big step into improving your finances that you're going to do it by yourself this year. If you feel that comfortable, don't wait until next year, do it this year, save yourself a couple of bucks and give yourself an even bigger refund.
0: Absolutely. And depending on your income levels, and you can check this at irs.gov, there are resources available to get your taxes done for free. So you just have Mm -hmm. to figure out which provider, but a number of providers, we're not going to name them here, because we don't want to play favorites, but a number of them do work through the IRS approved, and they um, will help you do um, your taxes for free. Uh, Before we get to our takeaways, I'm going to give you a minute to think about your takeaway, Julian. We do want to thank Tiller because Money with Friends is brought to you by Tiller. This is another way to get organized. Manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet with Tiller, the only service that connects your bank to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. Unlike financial apps that force you to compromise, The spreadsheets on Tiller are fully customizable, so you can set them up however works best for your needs. Tiller makes them even better because you get an automatic daily feed of your spending balances and transactions. Tiller eliminates data entry, so you don't have to put everything in over and over again. You just connect your banks once, and then you can see the transactions. They will be automatically updated each day, so you can basically set it up once, and you don't have to actively do anything else. I'm not going to say set it up and forget it because I want you checking your money. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more info, a free trial, 20% off your first year. And of course, you would be supporting money with friends. So we appreciate that. Okay, Julian, want to go first? Okay, I'm gonna, final word.
1: I'm going to be a big, uh, a good husband here and say, uh, because there was some mention in there about some, uh, what do they call financial infidelity. Um, oh. And I never thought about the nightmare that that could create from a tax perspective. And so I would Ah. say if you're that person, please don't do that. (laughs) Be honest, be transparent, be courageous, have that conversation (laughs) with your partner and um, hopefully that benefits. And and then when you get that big refund, you take a vacation together.
0: Yeah. And the truth is if you have your spouse sign something because they trust you and it's not correct, it's my understanding that in almost every case, and they do make exceptions if you can, I think if you can really plead that you really didn't know, but if you sign that, you're on there. I mean, I think there's a famous case. Famous case. I'm a Jersey girl, so I'm going to say this. The Real Housewives of New Jersey, um, Teresa, I think you pronounce her name, Judiche, I think she went to jail because she just signed her husband's whatever documents. I believe they were tax documents. And he went to jail for more. And in fact, I think he even got booted out of the country over it. But I think a lot of it had to do with lying on taxes or I don't know, but financial stuff that she signed that I kind of believe she didn't know what he was up to, but he was up to some shenanigans. And because she had signed, she actually went to jail for that. They held her liable, not as much as him, but she was on the hook. So don't do that to your spouse. Don't do that at yeah. all.
1: Don't do that at all. Do <laughs> like, just avoid that. You know? Yeah.
0: Don't all right, let's get to the takeaways. You're up. Oh, that was my takeaway. Oh, that was your takeaway. Oh, my goodness. I thought that was like a little added thing. All right. My takeaway is that no, that was an awesome takeaway. No one wants to spend more time on their taxes. Yes, it is easier to just go with the standard deductions and all of that. But this is money in many cases that you're entitled to. And there's a lot of nuance in our tax system. And it's always changing. Those things that we talked about, they can really add up. And over the years, it's really going to add up even more. So I highly recommend investing some time on the irs.gov website or with a professional and making sure you don't leave any money on the table or leave any money with the IRS. How did I do? Love it. (laughs) This all goes back to our theme from yesterday, education. Take the time.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and and, and taxes are a tough one, you know, if we're talking about it from a financial. It's hard to make taxes sound fun. It's probably one of the most boring subjects in the world. But I'm I'm sure there's someone um, out there who's figured out a way to make this really fun and engaging. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. But I do think, again, with some software, if you're on the fence, go ahead and you know bite the bullet. And if you've learned enough, I think you can do it. This is the year that you save even more and you can take that money and go on a really nice dinner or if it's even bigger, a nice vacation.
0: Yeah. And the truth is if you do uncover a little gem of a tax break that you did not know about. So for example, my husband and I, we now have long-term care insurance and a portion of that has been deductible. Actually, I actually have to check whether it still is, but a portion of that was deductible when we first got it. And that was a nice surprise because we got a little bit you know, more added to what we didn't owe in taxes and you know, who knew because we had never had long-term care insurance until very recently. So there's all kinds of little nuances to the tax code and it will definitely be fun if you get more money. That's what I would say to that part, right?
1: Yeah. Every little bit counts. So I'm really glad uh, that worked out for you guys.
0: So what fun stuff are you and Kirsten up to over at rich and regular?
1: Uh, Well, um, I think I mentioned it, but I'll mention it again. We're really, really looking forward to the economy conference. We'll both be there. Um, on March 7th, Saturday, that's at the University of Cincinnati. It's going to be a really great day with other speakers. And uh, there's also a bunch of students there as well. And so we can start getting people at a younger age uh, into the movement and more financially literate and learning about money uh, and how to take greater control of their lives. And so that's the big focus for us. Uh, Kirsten will be speaking uh, in Ecuador, uh, I want to say, in August this year at a financial retreat. Um, we just did a couple of podcast interviews. There's tons of stuff going on. And so all those details, if everyone or anyone wants to learn more, will be on our website at richandregular.com or any of our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, at Rich and Regular.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And everyone can learn more about Rich and Regular and Julian and Kirsten by going to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. We've got all of our cast members for this season and the previous seasons of Money with Friends. And please do follow us on our socials. We are at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and on Twitter. And until next time, Julian, you'll be back in about four weeks for a couple more shows, right?
1: And, and then maybe I can invite my wife.
0: Ooh, that would be amazing. But well, we would love to have her and we'll look forward to seeing you then. Thank you so much for two amazing shows.
1: Love it. Thanks, Bobby.
0: Bye, everyone.